Hello, my name is Mark Saunders, and you are listening to the Sound Device Podcast, Episode 2. Tip of the day, use what you got, man. Take what you got and maximize it, it to your ability. Um, I actually am starting to play around with using a green screen. Now, anybody who knows about a green screen is, is basically what they call chroma key filtering uh, in video. And instead of uh, going on Amazon and spending hundreds, maybe even thousands of dollars on, you know, some kind of high-end chroma key uh, filtering kit, I ended up using basically what I had, which was my wife and I were going to the um, family dollar. Oh, no, I'm sorry, Dollar Tree. We were going to that Dollar Tree, and I saw green uh, presentation board, basically, that uh, was very much the same color of what you usually use in chroma key filtering. So I bought that poster board is what someone else would call it. And uh, I bought four squares of it and uh, mounted them on the wall with uh, uh, adhesive uh, Velcro. You know, I have uh, adhesive on one side of the Velcro that sticks on the paper and uh, another side of the, the attaching Velcro that would attach to the wall. And uh, I did that for the purpose because I, I want to be able to remove it when I can. You know, I want to be able to move the green uh, space or the green wall when I can. It's a room that we're using for not just for my office, but also for my wife. So otherwise, you can just tape it to the wall and not really care unless you didn't, you know, really care about getting your deposit back if you're in a rental. Anyway. Tip of the day, use what you got. Do a makeshift green screen. All right. Um, my recent experience with live streaming has been very interesting, somewhat difficult at times, but actually very rewarding in the end. Um, the apps that I have been using, my main number one app has been Switcher Studio. I've been using Switcher Studio for live streaming a live production. Basically, um, I've been using it for uh, taking various camera feeds at one time and mixing them into one source and implementing different types of graphics, different types of uh, uh, making a nice different, you know, different production aspects that it can make it nice and smooth production as much as like regular TV as possible. So I've been using that as far as live stream. And, and the, the thing about Switcher is it's very, very, very flexible. Um, but this is the key with Switcher. You have to have it use it. And you have to have, you have to use Switcher on an iOS device. You cannot use it on a MacBook Pro. Okay, it, it, there is no uh, implementation that you can use a MacBook Pro as your main device. Your main device has to be either an iPad or an iPhone. So your audio device has to connect to either an iPad or an iPhone. So that's going to uh, introduce some limitations. Like um, I have been using the Zoom record, Handy Recorder H5. This thing is so dynamic, man. I mean, uh, I, 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 
I can't talk so much about the H5. And I heard the eight, I've been reading up on the H6, and it's a beast. But um, the reason why I use the H5, number one, because I got it from school. I, I recently attended a full senior university, and this is one of the things they sent you in the welcome package for the, uh, it's what you needed basically to, to have the degree. You know, because you had, at some times, you had to go out and actually record uh, sounds as if you're recording them for a movie and actually implement them into such a situation as that. So I've been implementing this H5 as a mixer. And it's very beautiful. You can't use it for the iPad or iPhone the way that you would use it for a MacBook Pro. So uh, what I would recommend, number one, when using Switcher Studio, or really using any... Um, even OBS, which is the open, it's called open broadcast software, it is open. It's free. You can get off the internet. I downloaded it the other day. It is a video switching tool that you can use, and, and it's very robust. And you can use it for anything. But I will tell you right now, you will need an, a digital mixer. You have to have a digital mixer to really constitute a decent live stream production. Otherwise. You're rewriting stuff to this, to that, with copper cable, and it's going to be so expensive. You might as well have just done this with a digital mixer. Or just on a digital audio network. Yeah, we'll talk about digital audio networks later. That's, that's a whole other deal. But get in your mind right now. You have to have a digital mixer to do a, a digital interface. You have to have a digital mixer to do a digital production. This live stream is a digital production. So you must utilize a digital mixer to make this happen. I recommend, especially if you're a smaller church, go pick up a Behringer XR18. Okay, it's only $600. It's a, a 16, actually an 18 channel mixer. It's a 16 physical channel mixer with a two channel uh a feed-in for like, I think, I believe, from your computer or something, from USB. So it, it, it tops off at 18 channel. But I mean, this is a very robust mixer. It does everything that you need to do. Or just get a great interface. One of the best interfaces that I ever use, uh, I'm, right now I'm using um, as for the uh, Zoom H5 really as an interface primarily. And before that, I was using the... Um, Focusrite uh, 18i2 interface, second generation, Scarlet. And it was great. It was pretty good. Very good. But when it comes to Focusrite, unless you're dealing with their RED series, their net network series, you really aren't getting the full benefit of what you're, what you're doing. So uh, before that, I was dealing with Motu. Motu... All of their devices are beasts. I mean, they are top-notch. They are very workhorse. They're built tough. That I means you can beat the brakes off of them, and they will still keep working. So I very much recommend, it's a little bit more pricey, but I very much recommend you using a Motu device, M-O-T-U, Mark of the Unicorn, audio interface. All right, now as far as which ones you use, we'll get to that in later broadcast. This is only... Episode 2, man. So we have so much to expound on, okay? But anyway, I was using Switcher Studio for my live production. And I was actually be able to um, use my H5 to record a band live, including myself. 
and be able to uh, cut between with switch right cut between that to pre-recorded uh, uh, reel that I had and also institute a, a chat person basically somebody I had a, a an uncle and an aunt that lives on the north side of town I put them in the chat room I can institute them as a source into Switcher Studio as a chat source, and it's basically like they're there with us. So I was able to, we were doing the praise and worship, they were doing the giving the word side of it. So, you know, a lot of this is going to be based off of, uh, you know, dealing with the church, but you can take this and extrapolate it to any uh, use that you're doing yourself. So in the future, though, I would like to use a lot more pre-recorded doing stuff well ahead of time. Uh, this last live stream that I have uh, with uh, Branch David was very great until the end. Because at the end, I, was, I didn't realize you're doing too much stuff at one time. And I didn't realize I needed to have live audio. I needed to have a live mic, you know, where I was at that moment. Because I needed to uh, direct the audience and let them know what was up. And what, what was letting them know that the end stream was the live stream was over, or even at one point letting them know I was switching to another section. And these things you have to be able to do on the fly. And I really recommend a mixer because an actual full bread mixer, because you can have those controls right there at your fingertips to be able to control it, blam, 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 blam. And not to say, oh, I got to paste through this menu, I got to do this, and don't have to think five steps ahead unless you have a digital mixer. So, have a digital mixer. Uh, Switcher Studio is great. It's beautiful. Um, you will eventually grow out of that and move on to something else. But, I mean, it's a, man, it's so great to start. Especially the fact that uh, it is so compatible with iOS devices. And most people have an Apple device anyway. I don't. I'm, I'm more of an uh, Android guy. But, I mean, I still have an iPad. But, anyway. Um, I also used uh, Logic Pro. 10 for audio editing because um the there was a band video that i did with branch and david the group that is involved with uh it's a family group that we actually record music and we've done stuff we want to put out an album and everything else and i was able to record each instance separately either by myself or through my brother or anybody else that was in the group and then we were able to come back later and do a video recording us mimicking whatever we did in the audio. Now, uh, Final Cut I use for you know getting all the mimicking, basically uh, video, uh, what you call it, a music video aspect, uh, culminated or brought together to uh, present a finished finished product. The uh, Logic Pro aspect of us, I was actually to balance the audio in a certain way. You know, this is one thing, and it's something I'm going to bring out when I have a, my top five reasons why your live stream is not great. I'm not going to say suck. I'm just going to say it's not great. Main One of the main reasons why your live stream audio is not that great is because you're trying to mix the live stream audio for the room. The room audio and the live stream audio should be two separate things. You should never conflate those two things together because... People don't have a bass cabinet in their house. People don't have a drum set in their house. People don't have a guitar amp or, you know, all these things. They don't have the live vocal in the room, you know, especially in a small room. They don't feel that presence that you have with a live singer. So you need to 
in a live stream be able to replicate that with space and, and with reverb and everything else and be able to make it feel like it's live again. So you should never uh, depend on your live uh, in-room sound to be your mix for your live stream because it's not going to feel right. It's just not going to feel right. Um, like I said, in the future, I plan to use Final Cut Pro more. I just, I mean, it's very simple. The, the, the ability to be able to sync audio from several different cameras at one moment is phenomenal. I mean, I just can't, I can't tell you how much of a, uh, uh, just mind-breaking aspect of technology that is. The fact that you can just import all these clips and say, hey, sync these audios. And like I said, I'll explain that in later uh, uh, episodes of the podcast. But also, men, let's also talk about content. Okay? Now, I was talking about Switcher Studio, how you can use several different angles at one time. Maybe your church is not ready to do three, four, five, nine angles at one time. Okay, maybe your church is maybe, or what you're doing, and maybe the aspect that you're trying to bring up is maybe ready for maybe one shot. You need a one shot. It's perfect. Perfect that one shot. I would suggest to anybody always focus on your audio more than your video because hearing it is more important than seeing it. People say the opposite and say that a picture's worth a thousand words, but an audio is worth a million thoughts. You have to capture that audio in the right way and, and really convey that message in the audio because people can uh, watch your broadcast without even watching it. In other words, they can put it on YouTube, and uh, YouTube has the option that you can actually, if you pay for YouTube Premium, you can listen to the video without having the screen on. So it's almost like a podcast. So basically, you have to treat your audio as if it's going to be a podcast, not if it's just going to be a reference of the video that you're producing, okay? So make sure that you actually treat your audio with the most upward perfection. I say that's the first thing you're going to work on. Work on your audio. Second thing, work on your one shot. Make sure that one camera shot is perfect. And then you can move on to really using different apps and really doing things on uh, really uh, just phenomenal thing on Facebook and everything else and streaming to different uh, platforms, which is, that's what I'm actually going to regress to is, is to moving to different platforms. I'm actually going to not just stream to Facebook. I'm also going to start streaming directly to YouTube, Instagram, uh, Twitter. I'm going to find different platforms to do because not everybody consumes the product in the same way. Okay. And also you want to, uh, stream your product in a way if you, you uh, if you access it on your phone it's perfect but if you access it in a way that you want to show it on your TV screen you want to sh- first of all shoot every shot horizontally so it comes out right so that it either you can see it on your phone you can see it on the TV it's always going to be a great shot I see a lot of live streams nowadays is shot a one shot from way in the back of the building you can barely make out anybody's face. You can't make out expressions. That's a lot. A lot to music is the expressions, the flow. It's the stage presence. You need to convey that in your live stream. Okay. All right. Um, last thing I'm talking about is uh, just uh, different content. And one thing I'm actually bringing up is family heritage. 
uh, the live stream I'm doing with Branch of David and uh, just the overall uh, Branch of David live stream. We're actually doing a lot of family. It's focused on family. And one of the things I'm going to actually do is there's some recipes that my grandmother had, my maternal paternal gr- grandmother, that she's shown to people, but not many of us remember. I remember some of them, but I don't remember all of them. But uh, come to find out, she actually written some of those down in a church cookbook that they did back in the early 80s. What they did is they made a, a, a church directory that was a photo directory, half for most of the uh, members. And, but at the front of the photo directory was a church cookbook. So they actually uh, have a lot of these family recipes in this cookbook, so I'm trying to contact my mother. She's pulling it out of storage and everything else. Let me get copies of my mother's, a grandmother's uh, fried chicken recipes, like her specialty, and also her specialty for a sweet potato pie that she made from scratch. And we're going to start doing that. And I encourage you to do the same thing, man. Take things that are specific for your family, certain recipes, certain uh, traditions, you know, that archive that man it's great that facebook and and youtube is out there because we're archiving uh family history in a way that we never had before so i encourage you to do that i encourage you to also uh you know try things out and also let's talk about broadcasting different multiple platforms man that really works because i mean you never know you know one platform is going to be tripping or, you know, the one's not giving you everything that you want. It's not giving the quality that you want. And you want to just start uh, producing content on a different platform. And just don't be afraid of it. Anyway, hey, my name is Mark Saunders. I represent uh, Market Productions. And I just wanted to talk to you uh, again about live streaming. What I have done. Uh, what has worked for me. What may have failed for me. I'm going to keep giving you this content. And, uh, man, I really appreciate anybody who's listening to this. This is episode two of the Sound Device Podcast. I love you. Bye.